live in Augusta. This is the Master Show, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz is honored to be the global partner of the 2021 Masters. Sirius XM and Augusta National present the Masters Show. And he puts out for a 68. Ben's best round of the four-day tournament. Hogan wins his first Masters. There's your champion, Fuzzy Zeller, 1979 Masters champion. There it is, as grand as it gets. The Tiger has his slam. Masters history, conversations with past champions, previewing this year's tournament and celebrating the unique traditions of the Masters. Bernard, when we put this jacket on you, you become a member of Augusta National Golf Club. You're invited to play in this tournament for the rest of your life. Well, thank okay. Thank you very much. I'm very proud of that. The Masters Show with your host, Taylor Zarzer, begins right now on Sirius XM. You know, they always say when you come to this place that the perfection of it takes your breath away. Just the grass, the condition that it's in. The people, how friendly the place is, the smiles on everybody's faces. I think especially now, given all we've been through as people, you're mindful of that when you come through here. It really is therapeutic in a way to be in a place like this where everyone is so happy and so excited about what the 2021 Masters is going to give us. Our good friend Ron Green Sr., who wrote, for the Charlotte newspapers for over 60 years and covered this tournament 60 times. He said this years ago, he said the back nine at Augusta National is Eden with flagsticks, all pine and azaleas and dogwoods and rambling creeks and little ponds and memories and promises. This is where you go to feel the embrace of the masters before the battle starts, to see the beauty, to know the peril, to look for ghosts, to listen for echoes. It's just so beautifully written and so true. And what are we going to find this time in this playing of the Masters? It's been a few years since we've been here in April. I'm so grateful we were able to stage one in November, and that was so unique and will be remembered for its uniqueness for many decades to come. But here's to having this event at this time of year for the rest of time because it's so important and so special. Two years ago, we were here and we saw one of the greatest stories in golf history when Tiger Woods won his fifth green jacket and claimed his 15th major championship title. And some 22 years after he embraced his father, he embraced his son Charlie behind the 18th green. We're thinking of Tiger because he's not here this week battling those injuries he sustained just over a month ago in California, and we certainly hope he's back one day. Most important is that hopefully he's able to watch the Masters and enjoy it this year, root on his buddies with his children, with his family. On this program today, we're going to listen to those that are competing in the Masters. We're going to hear from Jordan Spieth, the 2015 champion, who just won for the first time in almost four years yesterday in Texas. I had a chance to visit with Jordan earlier today, and you'll hear that coming up. You'll also hear from Colin Morikawa, the PGA champion from Harding Park last summer, one of the best players in the world. He's one of the favorites this week. 
Morikawa in his early 20s, already one of the best players. As is Patrick Cantlay, a top-ranked player also from California who comes in with great form. We'll hear from him coming up. And Tyler Strafacci is the U.S. Amateur Champion. One of the great traditions of this event is bringing amateur players into it. We'll go through the entire field, which includes Strafacci, who won the U.S. Amateur out at Bandon Dunes last summer. And Strafacci's family has a unique connection to this place. We'll tell you about that when Tyler joins us coming up in just a little bit. Brian Catrick, the voice of the Masters, who introduced me on this program just a moment ago. Brian is going to be the voice of the tournament again this year. And throughout this, these past few months on this program, we have asked Brian to go through the field and what each number means as you qualify for the tournament. There are 19 different categories by which you can qualify for the Masters, and Brian will explain those to you. That's coming up, and then later on, we'll describe what Augusta National has done for the game of golf by having this premier women's amateur event, which culminated Saturday here at Augusta National with a new champion, and then what they've done for junior golf. The drive, chip, and putt was back yesterday here at Augusta National, and we'll salute all of those that competed in the event by naming the winners coming up a bit later on. And the last major championship we had in golf was also right here at Augusta National in November, and it was won by Dustin Johnson. We'll revisit that victory. DJ's second major championship title and first Masters title. It's coming up here in just a little bit on the program as well. This Masters show has been so fun for us to do at SiriusXM the last couple of months we will have one more next week that will include the winner on it it's going to be exciting to figure out who that's going to be throughout this entire week this is a big week for us at Sirius XM if you haven't heard this is the first year we've produced the play-by-play broadcast we've been here for a number of years as a partner of Augusta Nationals doing pre-game and post-game shows, providing some complimentary coverage to our friends at Westwood One who've been producing this coverage for decades. This year we'll do it ourselves, producing the coverage that will begin with the play-by-play broadcast at 2 Eastern time, Thursday through Sunday. We mentioned Brian Catrick as the voice of the Masters. Greg Norman will be our lead analyst, one of the best players ever in Masters history. No, he didn't win a green jacket. But you can't find 10 people that ever played better than he did here. And how great will it be to get his perspective while this Masters is going on? On the golf course, we'll have John McGinnis. We will have Fred Albers and Mark Carnivale describing the play-by-play, giving you every detail of what's happening as they're playing. And where I am right now is behind the press center out here on this beautiful Monday with all of the azaleas and dogwoods and bloom around me. This is where I'll be doing interviews with some of the best players, lowest rounds of the day. They'll bring those players here and we'll do interviews with them throughout the broadcast Thursday through Sunday. Of course, we'll continue to do all that complimentary coverage we've been doing for years. 
It'll be anchored by Gary Williams, who's one of the best voices in the game of golf. I know you've seen him for years on television, and now being able to use him and all of his talents on our broadcast is something we're so grateful for. Gary will be joined by Dennis Paulson, who led the Masters the last time he was here 20-plus years ago. Dennis has come back this year to help us with our coverage. Carl Paulson has been helping us for a number of years with our coverage. He's here as well. And one of the best reporters in the game of golf is Jason Sobel. He'll be adding his perspective as only he can about little pearls of wisdom that he has about the players. We look forward to that. David Marr and Mark Lye will be doing the pregame and postgame show Thursday through Sunday. And finally, Jim McLean, one of the greatest instructors in golf history who played here as an amateur in this event. He'll be on the range for us, watching the best warm up. What a team. Thanks to Augusta National Golf Club for making all of this possible. Coming up in just a moment, you'll hear from Jordan Spieth and from Colin Morikawa and Patrick Cantlay and Tyler Strafacci. Happy Masters Week, ladies and gentlemen. It's Monday night at the Masters, and the Masters show continues in just a moment on Sirius XM. Now back to the Masters show on Sirius XM. One of the epic performances in the annals of the sport. Spieth is spuckled. Highlights from the Masters from six years ago when Jordan Spieth, at the age of 21, tied the then tournament record at 18 under par. Of course, it's been broken by Dustin Johnson this past November. Spieth had one of the greatest years in major championship golf that year, winning the Masters and the U.S. Open before finishing one shot out of the playoff at the Open Championship and second in the PGA Championship. Of course, he would win the Open two years later in 2017, and that, until yesterday, was his last professional victory. He won the Texas Open on Sunday to end that drought and then joined us here at Augusta National earlier today. He met with the media, including me, for a few questions. I've certainly pulled down this morning, um, well, not long ago, and it's, it's probably, you know, when you're coming in form, it's a, it's a good feeling when you arrive here. And I've had that a few times. I've had it where, you know, I've pulled down after missing a cut or not playing well leading up to it and, and still played well here, too. So just um, I love being here. I love being on the ground. It's my favorite tournament in the world. Uh, I've expressed that many times in here, and but yeah, yesterday was a great day. That uh, was it was a lot of fun being in contention, having the putts kind of go in. Um, as I've mentioned over the last six weeks or so, you put yourself in that position enough times, the bounces will go your way, and that's kind of the motto I've always lived by: is just try and try and be in form as often as you can, be as consistent as you can, and um, you end up holding the trophy at the end every once in a while, and. Uh, it was a while since the last time it happened, and um, we got in late and didn't really have the normal celebrations in order that you would have after a win, um, certainly with this around the corner. So it's about trying to uh, certainly soak it in, but um, get refocused for year's first major. Given the struggles you've discussed at length, 
What are the biggest factors that have gotten you to this level? And specifically, what's the difference between this level and what you just said, the next level? Uh, a lot of it's just been in mechanics of my golf swing. I just got, I got off. I got to where I was fighting um, some changes, whether it be injury to, uh, to just um, ignorance to, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to do stuff myself and, um, and I just got off mechanically to where I essentially was, you know, laid into the golf ball and, and just had bad, you know, inconsistent deliveries that led to inconsistent golf and had to save stuff with my hands. And so I've just done a better job of cleaning up transition into the ball to where, uh, I've got it more on plane into the golf ball and shallowed and in a better position um, to not have to re- re- um, rely on timing as much. Um, but it's probably, I don't know, I mean, I'd say a little over halfway to where, I mean, I can tap into, I'm, I'm making some swings um, each week where I'm like, man, that was from mid-back swing, da- right when transition, I was like, that's, that's going to be a missile right at the pin. And I'm trying to tap into what that timing phase is and just continue down the path of reversing thousands of swings, doing kind of the wrong thing into – um, into pushing the agenda that I'm on right now um, into where I can get it to be most of the swings that feel like that. And, and that's, that's for everyone. And that's not just me. That's what everyone's trying to do on the range this week is, is tap into their DNA, um, where, they've, where they've struck the ball the best and where they've putted the best and, and figure out kind of how to get in that, that frame of mind and that timing um, as they step on the first tee Thursday. So um, I just got further off than normally professionals get um, and so it's been a climb back and um, feel on the right path, but there's still a lot of work to go. I have to say, I was trying to get maybe something off the course out of Mr. Spieth there. Instead, he goes right to the mechanics of his swing, always thinking about what will make him better. Next up is Colin Morikawa, four PGA Tour wins, only has played in four major championships. You won the PGA Championship, Colin, the first time that you played in it. This is your first April start in the Masters. What are the challenges of winning that event at Harding Park to compared to trying to win Augusta National? Oh, well, you know, Harding Park, I had a dozen or so rounds. I was comfortable in the in the Bay Area. I was back where I went to school for the past four years. And, um, you know, to be out here in the Masters, it's obviously a different setting. There's a lot more people out here this year, uh, which is really exciting. But um, I need to stay focused. I need to remember who I am, what kind of game I play. Um, and stick to that. Stick to my strengths, and I think that's going to be a big thing for this week. I know the setup's different than November, but you said you learned a lot. What's the biggest thing you learned? Like I said, play my own game, and I think, you know, you always hear that this is a drawer's golf course, and it really is. You know, it helps to move the ball right to left, Um, but just because you have to move the ball right to left doesn't mean I can still play my own game, Uh, and that's kind of something I learned from last year is that kind of got away from me was it was hitting some poor tee shots that I normally don't hit and uh, led to a few bogeys that I hopefully don't have this year. We all loved what you said after you won a concession about Tiger. We all miss him this week. You said he means the world to you. Have you studied what he's done here in his career? Have you even picked his brain? No, I haven't picked his brain. Um, obviously, I've seen a bunch of his highlights and, and kind of saw what he did. Um, but, you know, you never know what you're going to get. I, I wish we could pinpoint every shot we were going to hit before I was going to hit it. Uh, because golf would be very easy that way, Uh, but it's not. So you never know what you're going to expect. We don't know what the weather's going to be perfect or or get a little thunder and rain. 
Um, you just got to be prepared, and I, I think that's what you have to do for these major championships. Finally, you get this by coming on the radio with us a bunch. Almost everybody listening has never been here before. They think they know the place by watching it on television or listening to it. What blows you away about it once you finally get here? I think it just takes your breath away. You know, yeah, you know, people can say they know it on TV and everything, but once you finally step on foot on the grounds um, and just realize how beautiful it is, you know, how, how kind of pristine, but how peaceful and, and how much it means to the game of golf, um, that's what's, what's truly special. I think that's why people enjoy coming out here. Go get him this week. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Thank you. Joining us now is Patrick Cantlay getting ready for his fifth Masters appearance. Had the lead late in 2019 with a top 10 finish. Patrick, for all those listening that are maybe casual fans of the sport that connect to this event, what makes it so different from the last time you were here in November? (laughs) November was obviously different than most of the Masters uh, that have ever happened. Um, You know, it's very soft, and so I think this year... We'll see a stark contrast to that, and uh, I think that's great because I love when the golf course is firm and fast, and I think it really uh, is the best test when it's that way. I was asking another top player who's best at controlling their emotions on the golf course on tour, and he said Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> Do you think that's true? <laughs> I wonder who it was, but, uh, um, you know, it is. it has been one of the uh, focuses of uh, – I would say my whole tournament life, you know, ever since I was a junior golfer and college golfer, trying to leave the past in the past and really focus on the present um, has been one of my focuses, and, and that's turned into one of my strengths. Do you, is that learned, or is you're, are you born with it? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the most interesting <laughs> question of all time, right, for every subject. Um, that's a good question. I'm sure... A lot of it is learned, and I'm, it seems like I have a little genetic disposition that way as it is. In 2019, you were in the lead late on Sunday. What's your game like now compared to then? I think I know the golf course a little better, and I've, uh, I've played uh, some really nice golf since then, so probably even more confidence coming in this week uh, than I have in years past. And um, I think having those positive experiences around here and, and being up near the, the lead on the weekend really carries over into subsequent years. So uh, I'm going to draw on those experiences, and I'm sure I'll feel more comfortable this weekend than I will or, or than I've felt in past weekends. Have a great week. Good luck. Thank you. Here now with the U.S. Amateur winner, Tyler Strafacci. Lifelong dream to come to Augusta National Golf Club. I love after you won your semifinal match at Bandon Dunes. You knew exactly what that meant, that you had qualified for the Masters. Ty, how does the dream of coming to this place, you think, match the reality of what you're going to experience this week? It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's been my dream since I was a little kid to play in the Masters as an amateur. I, I thought after all the stuff happened with COVID and our season getting canceled, I would never have had the opportunity to do that. Um, so to have the opportunity at Bannon in that semifinal match after I – kind of like gave up a four-up. I didn't gave up, give up a four-up lead, but Oman played really well. and It was it was tough going down that last hole, knowing that you had to win it to go into the Masters. It's, it's a different feeling. I, I don't think many people understand how, how much pressure is on the line during that situation. Um, but, yeah, just, just being able to play in the Masters and AM is a lifelong dream, and it's going to be a great week that I'm never going to forget. I know a big reason for that is because of what your grandfather accomplished playing in this event twice and your father, of course, it means so much to him. He'll be caddying for you 
this week. How do you think that's going to feel, just given the history, the personal connection that you have to this place? Yeah, so my father actually will not be catting this week. Um, I asked him to, but he he said, Tyler, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle the pressure. Um, but I'm not – on Sunday, I'm definitely going to have him carry my bag no matter what. I don't I don't care what he says. He's going to loop. Um, but – yeah, it's, it's just have that connection hopefully on Sunday with him and walk down the fairways and just, just enjoy the moment. How are you going to be able to control those emotions this week? You did a great job of that in the finals after knowing you'd be here. You won the USAM. How do you do it this week too? Controlling my emotions? Uh, just I think this week's different than others where it's just I'm going to be grouped with two other guys that are the best players in the world, and I'm going to be playing a t- a tournament that I've never played and it's the most prestigious event in the world so I'm just my expectations are just going to go out and have fun and not give up and go compete and just add them up after four rounds. I know as a yellow jacket uh, you've had a lot of experiences here playing this golf course that have been so special to you. What's the most important thing you can accomplish this week? The Probably the most special thing would be to win the golf tournament as an amateur. That'd be pretty cool uh, but just to be the low am, to play four rounds and just have that experience would be it'd be more than a lifelong dream. That'd be so cool just being in Butler Cabin with the winner of this event or hopefully me. Hopefully I have both awards at the end. But um, just, yeah, low am would be great. Uh, that's following Andy's footsteps and Cooch's footsteps and just be a part of that history would be unbelievable. Bob Jones as well, and you'll be in his clubhouse tonight in the crow's nest i know that's going to be special oof yeah that's uh that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm gonna again i'm probably not gonna sleep much just gonna watch masters and just have fun it's i'm probably gonna be looking at pictures wandering around the clubhouse all night to be honest so we'll (laughs) we'll see how that goes hey congratulations on getting to this point i hope it's a special week for you i know it will be thank you so much a late change there for Mr. Stefacci, not using his dad, Frank. But as he said, he'll pull him out there on the back and hope he can do it on Sunday if Ty has a chance to be the low am and, and play the weekend. What a special week it's going to be. We appreciate Ty and Colin and Patrick. And thanks to Jordan Spieth for talking to us earlier today as well. We're going to talk about the entire field. We'll give you the grand total of how many people are participating in this year's Masters. And I'll need Brian Catrick's help to do it. The voice of the Masters will join us next on the Masters Show on Sirius XM. Whether you're on or off the course, greatness takes more than skill. It takes dedication. That's why, as an international partner of the Masters, UPS is dedicated to driving innovation that powers your business. Growing your business means adapting to stay ahead. So UPS has tools beyond just shipping that meet the specific and ever-changing needs of business owners. If you're looking to take your business global, do it with help from UPS experts and international services made for business of all sizes. With UPS automated tracking tools, you can stay in control and save time by seeing everything all in one place. Plus, with faster ground shipping now offered nationwide, you can surpass customer expectations and outpace the competition. And if you've taken your business online, you can find UPS wherever you sell. Count on UPS to help your business grow so you can be bold, be brave, be unstoppable. We appreciate the partnership of UPS with Masters Radio and here 
on the Masters Show. Sirius XM is your home for Masters Radio. We'll get you ready for all the action with wall-to-wall coverage. I think he's going to be um, exuberant as old heck that he's coming up 18 with a chance to win the Masters and finish off his Grand Slam. I think any player in a situation like that would be so in the zone in the moment. Live play-by-play. Adam Scott. We celebrate the 20-year anniversary of golf's greatest achievement, the Tiger Slam. There it is, as grand as it gets. What a way to cap it off. And a trip down memory lane, featuring some of the greatest moments in Masters history. J.B. Holmes's ball almost goes in the hole, and Oosthuizen's does. Oosthuizen has just made an ace. That's the third ace of the day at 16. Hogan wins his first Masters. There it is. A win for the ages. Let's go to two. Louis Oosthuizen could be very nice. Oh, come to Papa. Yes! Double eagle. Exclusive coverage of the Masters is on. Sirius XM Masters Radio, Sirius 208, XM 92, and on your connected devices. The Masters Show on Sirius XM. There it is, as grand as it gets. The Tiger has his slam. That's just a moment that you know, realistically, it's never going to happen again. I mean, I don't believe anybody's ever going to win four major championships. And we do. We talked about that going up the 18th hole there what that moment meant you know in Tiger's eyes he said oh come on Stevie we can do that again <laughs> okay <laughs> you know that you know that's exactly what he was thinking that you know we can do that again but you realistically you knew that was a moment that was never ever going to be repeated it was you know, absolutely unbelievable it's just something that you think that's never going to happen and then when the chance arises for it to happen it's going to be very difficult to do with the pressure that's mounted particularly up you've won the you know, second then the third then the fourth so you just take it the moment, and, and and you know that comment of Jim Nance's. I think that's one of the great balls in sport. I just I, I love listening to that line. I do too, Stevie. Stevie Williams giving his unique perspective as the caddy for Tiger Woods for a number of years, and the caddy during those major triumphs as he had all four majors at the same time, celebrating the slam debuts at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday night. Brian Katrick will host that program, and you will hear the entire interview with Steve Williams as well as several others on that program Thursday night. Certainly looking forward to that. Tiger, of course, is exempt to play in this event for the rest of his life. It's unfortunate he will be missed this year due to some injuries. Angel Cabrera is not playing as a past Masters champion either. Trevor Immelman is on the Masters tournament invitee list, although he is not on the Masters player website. Trevor has been doing some broadcast work for Golf Channel and for CBS, so I believe we will not have Trevor in the tournament. So that means that the field is at 88 players, dozens of them, have are appearing on our air for exclusive interviews. Jordan Spieth was on today. So were several others, including Colin Morikawa, Tyler Strafacci, and Patrick Cantlay. Tomorrow, Lee Westwood, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas will be on. And we have a couple of players that are hosting shows for us. Jason Kokrak's hosting a show in the next hour for us, and Fred Couples is hosting a show for us tomorrow night. Brian Katrick hosts a show for us every day. 
Katrick and McGinnis on tap from 4 to 6 Eastern time, and he is the voice of the Masters, and he joins us now. Is that the number we're going to go with, BK, 88? Is that is that your number here? I, I, I think that's the number. I hope it gets to 89. I hope that Trevor decides to play. Uh, you know, it's it's up to him. He can make up his mind. He does have another job. <laughs> he decides not to. Uh, but wouldn't that be great if he uh, if he changes his mind? I'm sure he has his clubs with him. But uh, but yes, that's. I, I hope it's 89. It may be 88. What a day, by the way. First of all, what oh a great goodness. job you did out there today. And then what a day you had. Uh, tell everybody about your day getting a chance to talk to some of these guys. Well, it was. It was fun to, to spend some time with, with Jordan Spieth earlier today, Colin Morikawa. What a sharp young man he is. How about this, Brian? He's won four PGA tournaments. He's played in four majors. <laughs> I, and that's, I mean, who does that? He's. This will be his fifth major championship. Good to catch up with Tyler Strafacci. We, we just listened to that interview a, a moment ago. He's in the crow's nest right now. He said he's turning his phone off. They have uh, a loop in all of the different rooms that you stay in here at Augusta National. Uh, if, you're, if you're fortunate enough to stay in, in one of uh, the different homes that adjoins the 10th hole, if you stay in one of those cottages, they have the Masters tournaments from the past on a loop on the televisions inside those cottages. And they also have it in the crow's nest as well. And Ty said he might have a, a couple of libations tonight and just watch all those old Masters tournaments on a loop up up there in the in the crow's nest tonight. So it was it was great to talk to them. And I walked a little bit out there on the golf course. I'm, I'm pumped to talk to Mr. Kokrak in the next hour because that is a firm fast-looking golf course, BK. Very different from the one we saw in November. The last rain was on Wednesday of last week. It was the uh, the rain that ended round one of the Augusta National Women's Amateur prematurely. Uh, it has not rained since then. They've got the sub-air system if they want it. Uh, I don't even think they needed it. It was just going to dry out naturally. And that's, I think, what we all want as as fans, whether we're going to be on site or whether we're covering the event or we're just sitting on our couches, we want to see it bouncy. That uh, that usually puts control of the golf course into the hands of the tournament committee. They know every inch of the of the property. The best players in the world are licking their chops to see what happens. The setup becomes such a great focus, and and I love it. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. We have 19 different ways to qualify for the Masters. Uh, a bunch of the players that are invited this year qualify a, a number of ways. Since my man, Mr. Kokrak, is going to be on in the next hour, he's in four different ways. He's in as a man that won a tournament on tour. That's Category 16. He's in because he played in the Tour Championship. That's Category 17. He's in because he was in the top 50 in the world at the end of the calendar year. That's Category 18. And he's in the top 50 now, so that's Category 19. I want to ask you, what do you think is the coolest story of someone qualifying for the Masters this year? I'm going to take one. I'll go with Matt Jones, a guy yep. that totally lost his game in the last seven years, qualified for the Masters seven years ago by winning the Houston Open. That was his only prior appearance here at Augusta. He missed the cut. He only had a few days to get ready. This time he's had a few weeks because of the way he played down in Palm uh, Beach. What an incredible performance that was. And and because of the connection to Greg Norman, 
being an Australian, meeting him when he was so young. Greg was so kind to him, and it motivated him to be a professional golfer. Matt Jones gets to come back to Augusta National, and he gets to meet his hero, Greg Norman, who's going to be sitting next to you. That's my favorite story of someone qualifying for the Masters this year. How about you? Uh, that is a wonderful story. I feel bad for, for how strongly I feel about mine now, because that, <laughs> you're right. All the, all the pictures of a, uh, of a young Matt Jones hanging out with Greg Norman and the smiles on their faces, uh, that's just that's so cool. Uh, mine, though, I, I feel very strongly that, that maybe the coolest story about winning or about getting into this Masters in a long time. You can take Jim Herman winning the week before, Matt Jones when he had won the week before. Anybody that wins the week before is pretty good. But the story of Will Zalatoris, yeah. who two years ago had nothing, and he still doesn't officially have it. Uh, seven. Here's a tweet from our friend, uh, the Monday Q Info gentleman who is just unbelievable on Twitter. 700 days ago, Will Zalatoris didn't have Corn Ferry Tour membership. He was playing in a Monday qualifier for that event. He was ranked 1,004th in the world without actually uh, you know, winning a PGA Tour event yet. He's now a member on official, officially of two tours. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's made 24, 24 of his last top 25s. He's made 30 of his last 31 cuts. He's 46th in the world, and he's in the Masters. This guy, he's not actually officially a PGA Tour member yet. You know, he's, he's, he's one of the, it's, it's non-member rankings right now. And he played his way into the Masters. Anybody that's willing to go out there and go through that grind, and it's, it's not about what's gone on in the last couple of years for Will Zalatoris because it's starting to go well, clearly. It's about those years when it wasn't going well. And, you know, Ryan French, by the way, is, is the gentleman's name that runs that, uh, runs that account. He chronicles so many great stories, and the best stories are the ones when they're going south. So for Will Zalatoris to get in, in Category 18, Actually, he got into Category 19. 19 that's he right. made the last cutoff. He's the last, could, could be argued he's the last man in the field. Alphabetically, he's listed as the last man in the field. That, that to me, is a tremendous story. You can do this. If you hit a couple of good shots out there today, save your pennies because you could be in the Masters next year. The odds are against it. But still, <laughs> Will Zalatoris did it, and you can you're, too. You're, are you trying to sell me some false hope right now? <laughs> I'm just saying, Will Zalatoris did it. Knowing you like I do, I think you're talking to yourself. <laughs> I know that you're never going to give up that dream. That would I've, be the that would be the greatest story in Masters history, from the voice of the Masters to playing in the Masters. I if you feel were able like to pull that off. Well, I feel like uh, you know you've you've talked about how there could be some some uh, special exemptions given. They didn't play the U.S. Mid Amateur Championship last year, so I don't see why they wouldn't just give me that spot. <laughs> I brought my clubs because you're broadcasting it. That's why they didn't Fair give enough. it to you. Um, you. You did miss a. Ma I love how you kept talking about this on the air the last few days. You did miss a Masters meeting because you were playing golf, maybe in preparation for the 2022 Masters. If the invitation uh, comes, Taylor, I've got to be ready. And uh, I, like I said, when I I was even par when I realized I'd missed the conference call yeah it was all downhill from there there's <laughs> yeah, was... there of, of these uh 88 players bk six of them are, are fit first timers you have the amateur players 
you've got Joe Long, who won the Amateur, which is now what they're calling it, also known as the British Amateur. Mm-hmm. You have Charles Osborne, who was the U.S. Amateur runner-up out at Pacific Dunes, to Tyler Strafacci, who beat him in the finals. Those are the three amateur players. There are only three pros that are first-timers. That seem, that could be a record. Bob McIntyre of Scotland, Carlos Ortiz of Mexico. Ortiz, by the way, qualified by winning in Houston the week before the last Masters we had. And Will Zalatoris that you already referenced. McIntyre and Zalatoris were the two last players into the field uh, with Brian Harmon, who's been here before. Those three guys entered the top 50 in 2021 to get into the field. But only a couple of first-timers, meaning we have a tremendous amount of experience, players that understand the break of these incredibly complex greens. And that's unheard of. Uh, I can't think of a year when there were three first-timers in the professional ranks. And you're right. People have been talking about predictions. We're going to continue to talk about predictions. Uh, everyone in the top 50 in the world is a pretty good pick this week. You could go probably farther down than that if you can find guys that are in this field. Uh, this is It's wide open this year, and I love to hear that it's firm and, and fast and bouncy. And uh, It's just been wonderful. We, I love that we've chronicled this. This was a great idea you had to continue to go through the criteria. Let's Let, let folks get caught up with how, how the professionals and folks that are on the cusp of being invited to this event keep track of it. But we're there. The invitations are out. The field is on site. I, I'm so filled with anticipation right now. Well, I have a trivia question for you. Okay. Who is the most qualified player in this year's Masters, meaning they got in the most ways? Yes. Uh, that's. Uh, I would think it's got to be Dustin Johnson. That is correct. Eight okay. different ways he qualified for the Masters this year. Bryson DeChambeau is in seven different ways. And so is Justin Thomas. They are in seven different ways. Uh, Jordan Spieth was only in two ways and now is in four ways by winning last week and also being now in the top 50 in the world and also being a major champion in the last five years at the Open and in the Masters. But Dustin Johnson, the most qualified guy, gets in eight different ways. Do you believe he's the favorite, Brian, or, or do you think now with Spieth's recent play that you would, if you were an odds maker, you'd go in his direction? Well, I, I think he's got Dustin's got to be the favorite. However, Jason Silva had a great article, I believe it was earlier today, where he referenced the fact that the favorite hasn't won here in a very long time. So it just shows you that how how deep this field is. Uh, I think Jordan Spieth, the win last week is exactly what he needed. Uh, do you have some hangover? You generally do. But if there's one place where you won't, it would be here. And if anything, he may not have needed that win. But it sure will help at some point this week to know, you know, I'm not getting over the hurdle here. I got over the hurdle last week, if he even viewed it as a hurdle. You know, he is number one, a former number one player in the world and a past champion. So he knows what it takes. The question is, you know, that, is there somebody else on the list? I, I don't mind, you know, how healthy is Brooks? How right. good is Bryson going to be? What's Lee Westwood bringing to the table? Where's Rory McIlroy? Nobody's even talking about him. No, they aren't. And I think uh, what what it's interesting. Tomorrow he's doing his press conference. He's already set, requested that he'd just like to get in and out of there. 
in the media room tomorrow and and get back out and kind of fall uh, continue to fly under the radar. Maybe that'll serve him well as he continues to try to make changes to his golf swing in hopes that he can be a, a better player not only in this event but also in, in every event that he competes in. It's fascinating to get all these different storylines. Hey, just in conclusion, before we let you go tonight, Brian, and you've been so good to us to do this every single week, Tiger Woods isn't here this week. The game of golf is in a great place. It's got a tremendous amount of momentum, which speaks to the impact he's made that it can overcome not having him this week. But since he isn't here, how will you like to celebrate him this week as you broadcast the Masters Thursday through Sunday? That's such a great question. Uh, You know, I think certainly I'm going to think about him every time we focus our action on the 16th hole uh, because the tee shot that he hit in 2019 at 16, uh, I think it was one of the great moments of the event. And had it gone in, which it came about uh, a couple inches away from going in, that would have been one of the great moments in the history of sports. And I don't even know how we would have ranked it. I don't know how we would have contained ourselves had that ball gone in in the middle of all that. It didn't even have to. You know, making the two was enough, and we know what that was. So, uh, to me, just a little tip of the cap. Anytime they they cut to sixteen, especially on Sunday when we we would expect to see the traditional back left hole location, uh, that's going to be a fitting, a, you know, a fitting tribute. I don't know what else you do. I, you know, a couple times this year we've we've seen guys go with the the victory red on Sunday. Uh, I think we'll see some guys in this field do that. Uh, but for me, it's it's going to be every time I see the 16th hole, and especially on Sunday. That's that's going to be what I'm thinking of. It's one of the greatest calls of your life. You had your son, Henry, right next to you as you made it. Uh, it was as fulfilling as it gets as a father and as a broadcaster. Can't wait to hear you in the 18th green make the call of the winning putt on Sunday at Augusta National. Many thanks, Brian, for doing this for the last few months. Uh, look forward to seeing you out there tomorrow. Taylor, it was a great idea. Great job today, and I appreciate the time. That's Brian Katrick, the voice of the Masters, joining us here on the Masters show. Over the years, Mercedes-Benz has patented thousands of safety innovations. They've crash-tested so many cars, they've stopped counting and built their punishing test facility yet in an effort to build the world's safest cars. They created crumple zones, ABS brakes and autonomous brakes, active lane keeping assist, collision prevention assist, active parking assist, and blind spot assist. They introduced airbags, side impact airbags, side curtain airbags, seat belt airbags, and now the first ever rear-mounted front impact airbags. Every year, Mercedes-Benz commits immeasurable resources to the advancement of safety technology, all in the hope that you never need any of it. Safety should never take a backseat to anything. Mercedes-Benz is honored to be a global partner of the 2021 Masters. Coming up next, we'll pay tribute to the last Masters we had in November, celebrating Dustin Johnson's victory, and we will honor each of the winners in the drive, chip, and putt and the winner of the Augusta National Women's Amateur when the Masters show continues on Sirius XM. Masters moments on Sirius XM, the exclusive home of the Masters. 2020 brought a fall classic to Augusta with the first ever November Masters. With no patrons on the grounds and the roars of Amen Corner missing, Dustin Johnson dominated, winning his first Masters by five shots. Domination by Dustin. He wins the Masters in record fashion. The 2021 Masters is on right now on Sirius 208, XM92, and on your connected devices and speakers. 
The Masters Show on Sirius XM. And she does. 17-year-old Subasa Kajitani, the champion of the second playing of the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Well, uh, she's uh, she wasn't be expected to uh, win that tournament, and then but now uh, she's here, and then like you know, she realized that like you know, she won the uh, tournament, and that was uh, like you know that really happy to be here. Well, undoubtedly, it inspired many young women and golfers of all ages in Japan. And Chairman Ridley, I know we have a presentation for our newest champion here at Augusta National. Subasa, it's a real honor to present you with this beautiful trophy as the winner of the 2021 Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship. You're now a part of Augusta National history. Congratulations. Thank you. So great, 17 years old and wins one of the premier events in the world, the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Subasa Kajitani knocks off Emilia Miliaccio in a playoff in the first sudden death hole. Miliaccio, she is a star from Wake Forest that is going to be so terrific. And Rose Zhang is the top-ranked amateur player in the world. So disappointing what happened to her on the 13th hole on Saturday, making a triple bogey there. She played beautifully other than that hole. But congratulations to each of them for their terrific performance in the Augusta National Women's Amateur. It's amazing how that how that event is paying the game forward for women's golf. Congratulations to Elise Meerdink, Yana Wilson, Ali Mulhall, to Lucas Bernstein, Brady Barnum, Sam Yudovich, Javier Pondi, Alexis Card. They are your winners of the drive, chip, and putt for this year. So great to have that junior event back on the grounds of Augusta National Golf Club. It sounded like this in November at Augusta National. 12 feet down the hill for Dustin Johnson for his birdie after he went for this green off the tee, sends it on its way. It's curling from left to right, and it's in. Dustin Johnson getting his birdie at the short Par 4 third, he's 17 under par. Sends it on its way, curling and in from 126 yards to 6 feet. He'll step in, sends it on its way, and in. It caught the left side of the hole at number 15. Dustin Johnson has 7 feet, sends it. Dustin Johnson is in uncharted territory at the Masters. He has gone to 20 under par. Dustin Johnson is just going to go up and finish back and through and in domination by dustin 20 under par he wins the masters in record fashion it's a dream come true it's you know it's, as a kid you know always dreamed about you know being a masters champion so. okay <laughs> Hard to talk. You've earned this right. Well said, Amanda, Amanda Balionis. You've earned this right. Dustin Johnson wins the Masters. He'll give that green jacket back. Can't wear it off the property unless he wins it again on Sunday. On Monday, we'll have our last edition of the Masters show featuring the winner of the event. Thanks to John Albanese and Jeremy Davis for putting this show together. I'm Taylor Zarzer from Augusta, Georgia, signing off tonight on this Monday night. Enjoy the Masters.